So you're stuck in the house with your spouse and things are getting a little tense. Maybe you've been in the roommate zone for a while and the stress of coronavirus quarantine has forced you to face it. Well, we've got your back with seven ways to build more intimacy and connection and make your marriage stronger today. The Legendary Marriage Podcast begins now. If you're feeling more like roommates than soulmates, it's time for the Legendary Marriage Podcast. Every couple wants to have a great marriage, but the trials and challenges of life pull us in different directions. But you can have a legendary marriage filled with passion, fun, and adventure together. That's why each week we share stories and ideas about building a life, a love, and a legacy together. And at the end of every episode, we challenge you to find a time with your spouse to build more intimacy and connection by having conversations that matter. Welcome to the show. Hey. This is episode 173. We're your hosts, Danielle and Justin Williams. Coming at you live from the 24th year of COVID-19's quarantine. 24th year. <laughs> Does it feel like 24 years really to you? I don't know. Sometimes. I just want to say how like surreal it is, how our yeah. priorities have shifted. <laughs> like something that you thought yeah. was like a really big deal. Like, oh my gosh, the uh, car, the cars are in the street and the HOA is getting mad about it. Oh my it. gosh. Who friggin' cares? Like, our priorities now are like, how many walks can we get in in a day? Yeah. Because we have to get out of the house. Dear Lord, please help us. And are we going to bring the dog or which trail will have the least amount of people? Yeah. Um, How many times can we run, get the bikes out? All what that else? stuff. Um, let's see. Um, what else? Uh, how many projects can we tackle? What else can we clean? Oh, there's plenty of cleaning bin. That, the, our closet, our master closet needs to be uh, gutted to the studs and rebuilt. <laughs> gutted to the studs. And most of the clothes in there need to be burned. I don't think you can take stuff to the Goodwill now is the problem. No, we're going to start burning it for fuel. <laughs> Are we, we there yet? Can we compost the old clothes? Um, so those, these are the priorities we have. How about like favorite board games? So yeah. I got a favorite board game that I used to play as a kid for Christmas, and I still have not played it yet. Well, now Roomy Cube. We're playing it today. It doesn't even sound like a real thing, but no, I know, I know thing. the game. It's, it's just the like, name is funny. It's like Rummy. All right, go on. These are our priorities now. Walks. Yeah. Cleaning the closet you know, I think, and board games. I think. <laughs> Roomy Cube. It is interesting. Um, the, the, so many people around the world live in homes that are so much less than ours. Yeah, sure, right? sure. Like we have this beautiful home and I don't think mm-hmm. we appreciate it until you, until you are basically told not to leave it. That's true. It's very true. And my parents are here. They accidentally came here. Well, they didn't accidentally come here. They came here, but they they accidentally accidentally had to stay for months on end. (laughs) And a good thing that we have a guest room with a nice mattress for them that they could stay. And and just like house projects, like I fixed the squeak in our bedroom door. So when I get up at five o'clock in the morning, it doesn't go... (laughs) 
Thank you. Yeah. Should we start making a list of all the fix things that. you can fix? I, I finally uh, fixed the towel bar in the kids' bathroom. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Right? You it's can not just a hole in the wall no, anymore? No, it's not just a hole in the wall anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's right? also the guest bathroom, which is... I've know, been tending to the lawn. <gasps> like, oh. our lawn isn't just dead weeds now. Oh, thank you, honey. Yeah. So can, can I get my car on that list of like, oh can gosh. you take it to the car wash and like make yeah. it magical? Oh, yes. That's an excuse. Is the car wash an essential business? I, don't, I think maybe we just need to hook up the hose and make the kids wash oh, the car. Oh, that's probably true. There we go. That's probably true. All right. So we're talking today about um, being stuck together, right? You think back when you first met your, your now spouse... Your you first dating. Up. No, you hang yeah. up. You hang up. <laughs> like you up. wanted to spend every minute with, together, or maybe you didn't, but you know, just the story is we wanted to be together, we wanted to be together, and then you get married, and then you're together, and then you wake up and you realize you're still together. And then uh, this takes it to a strikes. new level of togetherness. Yeah. And even you work for us, together. Like we, we've been we here. We school for a long the children time. together. I feel like we're in an episode of Little House on the Prairie. Yeah. We all of a sudden have to sew. We have to sew masks. Yeah. We have to like cook everything from home because we can't go out to eat. We have to school the children in a one-room schoolhouse. And I was just thinking, we, it, this it's was like the first little year. House. This was the first year we got the kids, both the kids, in school all day. Yeah. Remember that? That was, that was in the fall. And we were like, yes, we have all day until 2.30. And then, and now they're that here. That lasted for a little yeah. while. So all the props to the homeschool people. Uh, if that's what you do, you know, God bless you. I can't wait to send them back to the Public building. Public school. <laughs> um, there's that. But so we're stuck together, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's something that happens. This, it, what something like this brings to light is the dominance of how much you're really in the roommate zone. Eh. Right? How, it, like you can, there's you no can escape. go. There's no escape. There's no escape. Like in normal life, you can be busy. You can run the kids here and there and go to this place and do go that shopping. and go out with the girls or yeah. go out with the guys and go to the grocery store and go do this and go do that and bounce around and go ride the, on the mountain bikes on the trail and bing, 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 bing. And now, like you have release, you you had release. You go to work, you d- do stuff there, and then you come back, and you could de- delude yourself into believing we're good, we're okay, it's good enough. Yeah, yeah. And what we keep hearing from couples is, oh crap! Like I wake up in the morning and you're there. I go to bed at night and you're there. I work. And, and every you're there. second in between, yeah. we're together. And while you may think, oh, that'd be a great thing, we'd love that. More family time until. You're there. And so what we're going to talk about today is seven ways to really start to uh, take advantage of it, of, now, of quarantine, and, and make some shifts to uh, build more intimacy and connection in your marriage, but also just to maintain sanity and, uh, you know, really take this time, uh, savor this time instead of surviving it. And I want to also say, like, we can also use it to leverage our, our marriage and our family, because, you know, someday, maybe it's weeks, maybe it's months from now, we're going to come out of this quarantine mode. Mm -hmm. And are we going to emerge stronger? Like that's the possibility that's facing us. We could leverage it to strengthen our marriage. Crisis like this, a crisis or challenge like this 
does one of two things. It drives a wedge between you and drives you further apart into isolation and uh, brokenness, or you come together yeah. in the middle of it. And I don't just mean what being trapped in the house together. What does you makes you stronger? Is that Katy Perry? Let's not get so. into who it's supposed to be or who it does or doesn't yeah, wow. sound like. All right, so here's the deal. <laughs> Seven ways to uh, savor, not just survive, COVID-19, quarantine, lockdown, stay-at-home order, whatever you want to call it. All right? And Number by the one. way, I'm pretty sure it's Kelly Clarkson. Okay. <laughs> um, number We're one. We're not music people. We're not good with music. <laughs> number one. Um, I think we have to come to a certain level of acceptance, which is the last stage of grief, mm. uh, that this is our new normal. And not just waiting for uh, we're not just waiting the release to be for things to go back go back to normal. We talk to, we tell this to couples all the time when they go through a crisis, they come to us for coaching. Um, one of the first things they'll say is one of them will say is, "I just want things to go back to the way they were." Yeah, I just want things to go back to normal. And what we tell them every time is, you can't go back, but you can look back, mm-hmm. and you don't really want to go back. Yeah. You want to grow from it. Grow forward. Yeah. So it starts with accepting this is the new normal. At least it is right now. It is today. This week. Whatever. Yeah. And what that requires of us is, um, you know, I I think it really requires us being mindful, Mm. like taking some time to connect. This sounds so ethereal, but to connect with your heart and your brain and your gut and go, What's going on with me? <laughs> Rather than lashing out at your neighbors on your Facebook page or on their Facebook group or, you know, screaming at somebody for being five foot, 11 inches away from you instead of six foot or whatever. Um, I really think we should walk around with a giant hula hoop around us. Yeah. Uh, in, instead of lashing out, understand what's going on with you. Be mindful. This is the new normal. It requires being mindful. Um, and some of the best ways to do that are creating a morning strategy session, which is something I talk about with every leadership client I work with. Um, it can be five minutes. It can be five hours. It can be whatever you need it to be, but it usually involves some quiet time. Like you're just, maybe it's just a meditation or just in, you could just say like, I'm just enjoying quiet. Mm -hmm. You could journal about something. Mm -hmm. You could read something. You Mm -hmm. could pray. Um, Read the bot. I mean, you could do anything that kind of calms you and centers you for the yeah. day. Whatever is best for you. What? Uh, yeah. What are the things that help you feel centered and connected to yourself? And maybe it's connected to God on your back patio, watching yeah. the sun come up. That's a great. That's a great thing. Where is there a spot in your house on the in the backyard in the front yard? You know, what do you need? Maybe a cup of coffee, a pen, and a piece of paper, or a notebook, or a journal. Um, Pray, meditate, journal, read, read the Bible, read a good book, read something that challenges you to show up today as your best self. Mm, that's good. Right? Um, Not just a romance because, novel? Because here's Fabio? the deal. No? Uh, in this new normal, yes, we need structure and schedule and rhythms and practices um, and structures to, to make sense, to keep moving, to keep moving forward. But they might change tomorrow. But we also have to be flexible. <laughs> yes. And our ability to balance that is really comes out of mindfulness. Mm-hmm. 
to have a picture. And this is, this is, there's a research study shown that says that if you take a few minutes in the morning and kind of plan your day, visualize your day, get centered and, and think about everything that you're doing that day. Mm. When you get derailed in the day by, you know, the kids having tech issues on their, their Zoom call for their kindergarten class or whatever, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you, you, you come back to moving forward right. much quicker, like yes. 40% more, 40 or 60% more uh, productive throughout the day when you have a plan because it allows you to then be flexible. Mm, I right? love it so much. So number one is this is a new normal. Be mindful. I love it. Okay. Okay. Here's the second one. Ask for what you need. Okay. Own your feelings. All right. Here's the deal. Um, sometimes you're not even tuned into what you need, but yet you're expecting your spouse to meet your needs. Um, you're like, I don't even know why I'm being cranky, but then I'm like, oh my gosh, um, I've been working nonstop for the past three days. Mm, if I think about it, what I need is I need a nap for an hour or, you know, and and you just communicate that to Justin. Hey, honey, can you handle the homeschooling, the situation? I'm going to have, I'm going to take a nap from one to two. Is that cool? Yes. Uh, And I think that first part of it is key too, is like, sometimes I don't even know what I need. Yeah. And I'm, I find myself, like you said, lashing out or being cranky or whatever. And Defensive. I, I, and I'm like, it, it must be Justin's fault. He's a jerk. <laughs> but if I just take a moment and I'm like, okay, what do I need? Oh, it's two o'clock and I still haven't eaten lunch yet. Yeah. Okay. Well, now I have a call starting in a couple of minutes. Hey, Justin, can you whip together a smoothie for me and sneak it onto my desk? Yes, sure. Of course I will. Um, and by the way, Justin is really good with the avocado toast lately. Yeah. I'm digging your A your AT game. Avocado um, toast game. Th- this one is tough and it requires number one. Like this is why we talk about being mindful, you know, in this new normal. Having a morning strategy session of your own so that you you are connected to what's going on with you. Yeah. So you can you can show up and and ask for what you need. Yeah. Um and this is also like Danielle said, also about owning your your feelings, your emotions, your triggers and so on. And be vulnerable enough yeah. to ask for it too cuz if I'm like I feel bad asking you to make me lunch because it's not really your job to make me lunch. But <laughs> But if I ask for it, you know, there's going to be yeah. other times when you need me to make you lunch, yeah. you know? And, and I think here's the other thing. When we say ask for what you need, yes, circumstantially. Sure. I need lunch. I need a nap. But also, what's the thing that's going on underneath that? Like for me, yesterday, I, I had to shut down. Like I was just, I was tapped out. And it wasn't because I was tired. It wasn't because I was hungry. It wasn't because... You almost lashed out at one of the neighbors. Uh, Yeah, I almost ripped the neighbor's head off about something. Um, And I was like, okay, I'm having a day. What is behind this? Mm -hmm. And as I took a few minutes to just um, breathe and calm and get centered and have time to myself, I realized, like, I've been on high alert Mm. for like a month. Yeah. And, And this is a masculine trait thing. It can be, but yeah. uh, Women can, feminine can have it too, but it's a masculine trait thing to go, okay, there's, there's change, there's danger, there's, there's weirdness, Uh, uh, whether it's, or can we get enough toilet paper or do we have enough cans of beans or, you know, are 
roving bands of Mad Max style marauders going to break and down the, the way, front window and steal the Legos. Please don't buy any Legos. more beans or toilet paper. We have enough. Thank you. Yes. Um, <laughs> so I've just been on high alert, right? And there's a certain degree of just fatigue that comes with that. And yesterday it hit me like I, I just I had to, to shut down, and that didn't mean I didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. It meant I had to give myself permission to. Um, to, to turn that off, to breathe, to, to, to go off high alert. Mm. Everything's okay. We've got enough food and toilet paper and the water's still running and the sun's still shining and, you know, everybody's safe. Everybody's okay right now. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and so I, I just, I'd ask myself what I needed. I had to ask you and, and the kids and everybody to just leave me alone. Yeah. Because I just needed some of that, which points at uh, and for one you, of the things we're going to talk about in a minute. I was going to say, for you, sometimes that can look like if you just need to like de-escalate yourself, <clears throat> maybe that looks like a run or working in the yard or whatever. It yeah. doesn't mean you just have to face plant for the whole day. What well, was like yesterday <laughs> morning, your mom and I kind of argue, we're getting into an argument about something that we agree on. I know it was totally was the like, stupidest argument I've ever heard. And I was like, no, okay. Okay. And then the, you know, then there was issues with the technology for the kids. And then the dog is going crazy. And the dog is a barometer for the level of crazy with the in people the house. in the house. Yeah. Yeah. But everybody's blaming the dog for being crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, uh, like, it, it just asked for what you need. I needed to pull away. Yes. Um, number three, validate your spouse. Okay. So this is actually something I, I'm going to humble brag on myself. Um, I did yesterday. Yesterday, I knew you were having a day. So I texted you and I said, honey, I know you're having a hard time this morning. So please give yourself grace to do whatever you need to do to recover, you know, recuperate, take care of yourself. Um, so do yeah. I get, do I get props for doing that? You get that props right? for that. Absolutely. Thank you for validating me for validating yeah. you. Thank you for validating <laughs> me for validating you for validating me. <laughs> um, this is seriously... Everybody is in this traumatic experience. And everybody's feeling a different thing, too. And everybody's responding moment to, to moment. it differently, <laughs> reacting to it differently, experiencing it differently. And so, like, validate each other. Just say, hey, I'm still here. We're still here. We're still good. Let's, we're going to find a way over, around, or through. We're going to find a way forward. I love you. You love me. I know you're sad because you haven't seen your friends in a month. I get because that. Because you've told me that you're sad, right? <laughs> Which comes to a point we're going to make later. Um, rather than making up stories, that's not what validating is, but, but just validate each other. Like, okay, Danielle's feeling tired or tender or whatever it is. That's okay. Like, I could easily today say, that's great. I know you're tired and, t- and everything, but we've got 413.5 billion things we need to do today. Mm-hmm. So suck it up, buttercup, and let's go. That does not build intimacy. It doesn't build intimacy. Much. It doesn't. It, it, it's, it's, it does yeah. the opposite okay. of that. So validate your spouse. Number four, create some t- space. All right. And there's, there's really, there's, Four, maybe five kinds of space I want to talk about here. Number one is solitude. 
Now, whether solitude means you go for a lovely hike in the woods, or for, sitting on the back or whatever, porch, or, or you're having coffee in your favorite chair, or you're hiding in the closet with the light turned off, hoping nobody finds hoping you. nobody finds you mm-hmm. for ten minutes. Sounds Create like some solitude. Mm, love it. Create some space for solitude because you need it. Yep. We need it. Even the high extroverts, the the Enneagram 8s, the Enneagram 7s, the people who are so valued about connecting with other people, we need solitude. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Create space for solitude. Create space for stillness. We are so busy running around, and now we find ourselves not running around. And then the the tendency is to try to find a way to run around, even though you're not supposed. What's to. What's a project I can do? Oh, I can. Oh, I need. But I need to go to Home Depot to do that. And then and then I can go here and I can go there. And I, like we're finding reasons to be busy in a season, in a time, in the middle of this chaos and the pandemic and everything. <laughs> you're actually given this gift. Of, we're, yeah. yeah, we're given this gift. Of stillness. How many times have you said before the last month or so, before this thing started, how many times did you look in the mirror and go, you know what? I want to be busier. No. No. How many times did you look in the mirror or talk to somebody and say, life is so busy. I just wish we could slow down. Lots of times. And I want to say, like, for me, just a confession. I am a busy girl. Yes, I love are. to run. Um, I'm not the first person to... Uh, be a great role model for stillness or quiet. I am a loud person. I'm a loud talker. I like a lot of people around me. I like a lot of hustle bustle. Yeah. But I was telling Justin, like, even just there was a there's are a couple of times when I need to go out and be in the car, and those are sometimes times. Usually, I'll listen to a podcast or listen to music or whatever. I've been just quiet in the car no radio no nothing just to have quiet so if i'm doing that you know it's something that's needed yeah um so create some stillness Mm. i'm not saying you gotta plant your feet and meditate (laughs) all day no but create some time for stillness no no a space for stillness space for stillness thank you uh the third part of this one is create some space for silence. Create some space for silence. Like notice the sounds around you. Step outside and just listen to the birds and the bees and the trees and the wind and the all of it. Mm-hmm. Notice silence. Like create some space for silence. We've moved from running around, being physically busy, and, and talking with people all the time, to now we're on Zoom calls and listening to podcasts and things, trying to fill our life with noise. And this is a great opportunity to just move toward creating some space for silence. But still listen to the Legendary Marriage Podcast. But yes, still listen to the show. <laughs> Um, so, so creating space, another, so let's talk about some practical, right? So create some, some space in your home if you can, mm-hmm. like, like not everybody has a 70,000 square foot home. Lord. But 
but like we have a very nice home. We don't have 70,000 square feet, but we have a very nice home. We have, we have the ability to create some spaces where we can separate, to work, to be quiet, to be still, to have silence, to have solitude, to get work done, to whatever. Yeah. Um, you do too. Like we've always tried to keep our bedroom as a place for just sleep and sexy time. Nothing else happens here. The kids aren't, the kids, we don't play in here. It's where the magic happens. It's where the magic happens. Well, guess what? We created a corner in our our master bedroom where we now have our podcast rig. We're talking to you live from where the magic happens right now. The magic of podcasting. Because we needed to create some space with a door on it where we could have some privacy where one of us or both of us could come in and be able to work. Because our main office space is in a loft. And normally that's okay because the kids are at school and my parents don't live with us. And (laughs) but right now that none of that's true. So So create separate workspaces, you know, kind of we've we've started we've normally when the kids are home, we don't mind if they're playing kind of loud. If we're not recording a podcast or on a on a coaching call or something. Now we're going get it outside, Mm -hmm. create space for for crazy play, create space where you can. Um, and, and here's a great idea I saw in an article, and it goes like this. Um, this one couple picked, they each picked a shirt. Mm. And they said, if I'm wearing this shirt, I'm invisible. Mm. You can't talk to me. You can't interact with me. You can't, like, just pretend I don't exist. Oh, how long so, are you allowed to wear this yeah. magical shirt? So if, if something like that works, <laughs> it's, it's, I just liked it because it was fun. I do. I do um, like it. But yeah, create some, some you know, uh, rules or some agreements about, about stuff, stuff like that. I like it. Create space is number four. So number one is this is a new normal. Be mindful. Number two is ask for what you need. Number three, validate your spouse. Number four, create space for solitude, stillness, silence, and physical spaces where you can ha- have those things. All right, five. We're talking about romance, people. Mm. You can oh, like, yeah. honey, the, one of the things that I was thinking about was like, oh, hold hands when you walk, snuggle up on the couch when you're watching TV. Yeah. You and I have weird proportioned bodies for each other to hold hands. Like my arms hang longer than yours do. So you're saying you're a freak. I was kind of saying that you were a freak, but <laughs> it's hard. Don't you think it's hard for us to hold hands? I I don't know. I don't think we do it that much. I don't know. Yeah. Are we supposed to hold hands more? Uh, I don't know. I, I think we tend to, to we tend to both have a a, a habit of creating our own space. <laughs> we're like, good at that I, There's a spot on the sofa I sit There's a spot on the sofa where you like to lay mm-hmm. And there's like a space between us We're the like dog we, we have We're a king, the dog lays yeah, We have a king size bed because when I'm sleeping I don't want to be touched I don't, right? If, you okay, touch, if we're, we're in bed and you start touching me Things are about to go down Okay, so so enhancing romance may not look like holding hands for us, but maybe yeah. it does for you. Okay, so talk about in the bedroom. What is this challenge that you saw? You're reading this online. What? What? Oh, 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 oh. So, so hold on. Romance. Um, do you're together? Try doing things together. Yeah. Cook together. Do the dishes together. Get out for a walk. Play a game. Try new get, things. You know. Throw the frisbee. Do something. Try new things. 
I know it's tough because you can't go out and, you know, do the date night extravaganza that you would normally do, dinner and a movie or whatever. Um, but you can create those moments of, of shared intimacy, shared connection, shared fun and adventure mm-hmm. um, that build romance. Yeah. Right? Flirt. You can still text flirt each other throughout the day. You can still even though you're by, ten feet away from me, walk by and just put a hand on on your oh, spouse. I love you it. Know? You know what? You're supposed to have physical touch ten times a day to keep your emotional tank filled. Hugs, seven second hugs. The science says and a the seven people, second hug is the people that live in your household. It's okay to be closer than six feet. Yeah. All right. So romance. Maybe it involves sneaking in a quickie while the kids watch a show on the iPad or the TV or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's uh, role-playing. Doctor, will you check my temperature? Actually, it's not a bad idea to be checking your temperature anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, or my favorite How idea. do you like your temperature checked? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, so, so hold on. So here's a fun idea. Tonight, get naked, get in bed, don't, oh. don't touch. Get as close as you possibly can. Practice a little tantra. Tantra is this idea, or part of it is this idea of being intimate without touching. It's like the, I'm not touching you, I'm kind not of, touching you. But it's like just... You're actually touching throw. me. I can feel you touching me. Uh, You're and, touching and you try, me. You try to just not, but get so close that you can kind of brush the hair on an arm or something like that. Mm, um, that could be cool or annoying. I could see it going either way. Try it, you know. But creating creating some some romance, some intimacy. Oh, I like it's worth a try. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, whether it's you know putting on the bedroom jams station on Spotify mm. or just giving your spouse a hug in the kitchen as you as you walk by each other. Uh, so as you make is, my lunch. Yes. <laughs> so number five is uh, create some romance. Number okay. six. Mm, pitch in people. Okay. What I'm realizing is that we settle into these roles, of course, that we use to run our household and, you know, the family and everything. Right now... I feel like not all of it goes out the window, but we have to reallocate roles yeah. um, just because it makes sense. If like everybody's at home, then it makes sense to kind of move things around. And what I'm also noticing even more clearly than I normally do is everybody has their niche or their strengths that you can play into. Like our youngest daughter, she's great at organizing and sorting things. Yeah. Like, that's her jam. So if we say, honey, can you please organize all the, you know, board games or something in this closet? She's on it. Yeah. If I say, you know, if, if it's like, oh, man, the car is a disaster, which it is a disaster. Justin, can Your you be in charge always of... always a disaster. Justin, can you be in charge of car wash detail or whatever? It's like... Everybody can play to their strengths. My dad, he is he is the uh the garbage, the cleanup, the he always says that he can do things that nobody wants to do, which I love having he that. Likes to he's be a the key guy. team yeah. player. Yeah. 
But everybody pitch in. Don't think you have to stay in your same role that you're always in on the normal daily. We've been having family meetings in the morning. Mm -hmm. Okay, what's going on today? What do we need to handle? Oh, it's trash day. Everybody needs to, like, get your trash out of your bedroom. Get your, you know. And I think it's also a good opportunity to, to, you know, practice some new levels of responsibility with kids. Like we talked about this with Amanda Joy a couple weeks ago, episode 171. Mm -hmm. Um, Talked about like giving kids more responsibility. We don't need to baby them. We don't need to take care of their every need. No. Um, But we can integrate them into the team because teamwork makes the dream work. That's right. So everybody pitch in. Number six is everybody pitch in. Okay. And last. Um, Talk about redefining the rules in this new normal. You know, have a plan. And pitch in. Do do what needs to be done. Okay. Have, have an attitude of teamwork. And number seven is when anybody, when you ask anybody, what's the key to a legendary marriage? Communication, people. Yeah. And this applies not only to each other, mm-hmm. but also with the people in your lives, your friends, your family. And we know that you can't see each other face to face always, but we all know, hello, you can pick up a phone, do a FaceTime call. Um, write a letter, text, you know, send Marco Polo videos to each other. Like there are multiple ways that you can connect. And, and at least for me, sometimes I won't notice that I'm not connecting with my friends until it's like at a deficit level. And I'm like, Oh, why do I feel so horrible? And then you're really good with, have you talked to your friends lately? Have you talked to this person, this person, this, and I'm like, no, like call them on the phone, FaceTime them something. In the past, what happens is we go FaceTime, Zoom chats, texts, phone calls, emails, Facebook things, whatever. It's not the same. True. I just want to I just want to hug people and, and be in the same space and everything. Yeah. And it's like, OK. I get that. And. If you Sometimes are going to wait, excuse it's to, an excuse. Yeah. It's an excuse because what is it really about? Like, I understand some people have an, a high need for physical touch, mm-hmm. hugging, mm-hmm. right? But if you love people, family, friends, coworkers, neighbors, whoever it is, if you love people, connect with them, like reach out to them. Because again, your spouse cannot meet all of your relational needs. Bam. It is, it is insanity to expect them to. Even and it's unfair. under quarantine lockdown 2020 or whatever this year this is now. Um, <laughs> like, you can't expect your spouse to meet all your needs. Mm, right? So true. So reach out and connect with your, your people. Yeah. And connect with each other too. I know we talk about the check-in and if you have not uh, keyed into what the check-in is, you can hit up legendarymarriage.com slash seven secrets, the number seven, and the check-in is in there. And it's just a quick way, like yeah. a five, 10 minute conversation that you guys can connect with one another. It's past the like mm-hmm. surface level, yeah. um, but it's really getting to like, what are you thinking? What are you feeling? Um, sad, angry, scared, happy, excited, tender about. And it can really set a tone of closeness and connection for the entire day. So it's a really good practice to have. So if you're curious about that, hit up legendarymarriage.com slash seven secrets. Yeah. So number seven is communicate here. Um, 
And there's two things that we, we talk to couples about doing daily. Number one is a check-in. Daniel mm-hmm. just talked about that. What's going on in your head, in your heart, your gut? How are you feeling about things? Take a few minutes to connect with your spouse, communicate what's going on with you so they know. Mm-hmm. Um, and listen when your spouse shares that stuff. Mm. And then have some grace and some mercy and some compassion and some curiosity for them in it. Um, that's the emotional intimacy piece of this, right? The second piece is the touch base meeting. In in business, touch base meetings are are fairly common. Mm-hmm. This is the same thing for your home, especially right now when you're eating, sleeping, living, working, doing everything together. The, we talked about teamwork makes the dream work. Uh, in number six, the touch base is how we do that. Taking a few minutes to go, what's on the calendar today? What needs to get done today? Where are you going to be? Oh, you've got phone calls all day. Okay, so let's put you in the, in the room with the door on it so that you can have calls in privacy. Okay, the kids have to do this, this, and this, so we'll put that, you know, figure that stuff out. It only takes a few minutes yeah. if you do it every day. And, and that way you're your not, day go so much yeah, easier. that way you're not in you. reactive mode yes. throughout the whole day. Well, and that's where I was going is that way you're not getting into stupid fights about stupid crap. That you I thought could I just was going to use the with. office. Now, you, uh, oh, and there's one minute. And so we've oh, got to no, be on this meeting. Uh. Oh, no, Allie's late for her thing or I'm late for this thing or uh, 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 all the crazy. Take a few minutes at the kitchen table in the morning. Touch base. What's on everybody's calendars? What needs to get done? You know, oh, I'm going to throw a load of laundry in so that we have that stuff for tomorrow. Can you flip the load? You know, after whatever it is, Mm -hmm. touch base. Who's doing what? Who's responsible for what? How are we handling our business? Because it is so easy right now to just sit on our butts and wait for things to go back to normal. And they probably never will go back to normal. Mm -hmm. There will be a new normal. Yes. We're not there yet. No. And I know it's tough to deal with change, but it's, it's happening. We're watching it happen. Um, and yet we have lives to live and families to provide for and marriages to continue to build. And I, I want you to hear my heart in this. Don't let this time go by without investing in your marriage. Mm. You have been given a gift, a circumstance, that you can leverage to invest in your marriage to build a stronger, better marriage. Or you can ignore it and stay where you're at. The problem with ignoring it and staying where you're at is a crisis, a challenge, uh, a trial. Something else will come along and it will test you further. And it'll knock you down even further. And it'll knock you on your butt. And that's the trouble, too, is it's harder to get out of that rut once you've Mm -hmm. dug it so deep. Um, And we're going to include all those seven in the show notes. Um, You know, being mindful, asking for what you need, validating your spouse, creating the space, having romance, um, pitching in, and communication. We're going to put all those in the show notes. So if you want to refer back to those, they will be there. Well, you guys, we have to do. And now Thank the you. Talk About It segment of the show. Each week we challenge you to find a time with your spouse to have a conversation that matters. Okay. Here's the question. What do we want to incorporate into our lives 
to build more intimacy in this time of quarantine. Wow. That was really militant. I'm telling you, you have to do one of these seven things. Okay, okay, Actually, okay, you should okay, do okay, all okay, of them. Okay, okay. Okay. But talk about one of them at least with your spouse. Yes. What conversation. Am, you think I'm yelling at you? Well, I mean, I can see it on the meter. Look, there's, there's the normal Stop. volume, and now it's like peaking out. There should be a Danielle volumometer on oh here gosh. so that I can feel my... We need separate headphone volume things, too. Um, all right. So there you go. Seven ways to savor this time and not just survive it. Um, as always, you can check out uh, the seven secrets of legendary marriages at legendarymarriage.com slash seven secrets. If you are ever in a place where you want to chat with one of us, message us. You can find us on Facebook in the Legendary Marriage community or on the Legendary Marriage page. Um, we're happy to sit down and spend an hour and chat with you, help you find a way over, around, or through whatever challenges you're facing right now. All right, that's it for today's show. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show so we know how we're doing and other couples can find us. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Legendary Marriage Podcast. This is Danielle and Justin reminding you... Don't settle for an ordinary marriage. Make yours legendary. Legendary.